Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Think Jargon. My name is Stuart Poulton, and on today's episode, Jared, mostly Jared, will be talking about websites. Specifically, he'll be helping people who have ever said, help, I've built a beautiful new website, but it's generating no leads. Why and what to do about it on today's episode of Think Jargon. Think Jargon is a podcast about marketing, sales, and content creation. If acronyms like SEO, PPC, and CRM make your head spin, then this podcast is for you. We cut through the jargon used by fancy agencies to help you make sense of the ever-changing world of modern marketing. Thanks for joining us. And now, here are your hosts, inbound marketing expert Jarrett Broussard and digital content creator Stuart Poulton. Hey, Stuart. How's it going? I am fabulous. What about you, Jarrett? I am stoked. Stoked? Yes. Not stoned, but stoked. (laughs) Big difference there. You got a good night's sleep last night? Oh, yeah. Yeah, good. And the reason why I got a good night's sleep, I've been thinking about this topic lately. So okay. What's the topic? The topic is plenty of people invest plenty of money mm-hmm. in designing a gorgeous website. Yes, they do. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-mm. That's. I want to have a disclaimer right away, okay? We are not knocking web design. I think it's one of the most important and crucial aspects of web marketing there is. If you don't have a pretty website then you've got a lot of other things to do, right? Dude, I'm going to ham this one. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to do the salesy uh, intro, ready? Help. My website is beautiful, but it's not generating any leads. True. Take him there. I would say that would be about 95% of the the population in, in America. <laughs> so, it's yeah. sort of like this analogy. You build this beautiful hotel, you put all the resources known to mankind in building this hotel. Mm-hmm. It has marble floors beautiful and on the beautiful feet. like finishes. I'm walking through it with barefoot right now. Barefoot. Mm-hmm. And it's got a chill in the air. The only problem is, Stuart, beautiful. you've built it in the middle of the Amazon. Ooh. No one knows how to get there. There are no directions clearly on where it is. Now I'm lonely. No one knows about it. I'm sad. And um, it's sort of lonely. Yeah, yeah, it would be lonely. I'd be worried too because that would be expensive to build that. Absolutely. So now I'm out all this money and there's no no one coming to stay. Thank you. Yeah, now I'm freaking out. Yes. Yeah. So. Take me somewhere helpful. Exactly. (laughs) So there's not a Google for hotels, but if there was, (laughs) um, you would want to be found on that. All right. I think uh, this this is something that resonates certainly in my experience. so, uh, if I may, I have, um, this needs to be said so people yep. understand. So, my second career was as a computer programmer. And so, I was making websites in Notepad before, um, wow. while AOL, just before AOL disks started being hung in trees. You remember Dude, those mirror trees? You are so old. I, I can't believe it. I've got four kids that call yeah. me daddy. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, so I, I I was way back in the day. Um, it was ASP, which became ASP.net, and then PHP and all that stuff. So I'm I'm a computer programmer and database administrator as my second career, 
and then I got into video production and that's really lit me up. It's, wow. <laughs> it's a lonely world, man, yeah. coding websites. But anyway, I say that to say... Did, were you in a, like a dark room uh, with in like an some office, um, you know, dungy music playing? No, and, it just... It just you know, um, it's the, you know it's two not, in the morning. Dude, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> now I'm married and she won't let me. No, uh, she, but anyway, so I have experience way back in the day when we were hard coding. This is before any of your build your own websites were yeah. around and stuff. And so that was the era when I was building web websites and so yeah uh, cool. very expensive yep um to, to build a website um not so much anymore no but i have seen so many times where where people invest a lot yes. hoping for a big outcome and it just doesn't happen and these days there are so many different options to yeah. get a website you, you can just yep. spend two years trying them all out exactly so so you know i'm going to defer to you in large part because you're in the mix today and these days i'm very much in the content creation video production side of things but i have a website i still help you know my friends and family with websites and they all seem to have this problem there's never enough leads or the ones that do come through are wrong so you know, help, Jared. My website is beautiful, but it's not generating any leads. What's going on? What do I do? Because it's not a build it and they will come world. Mm -hmm. um, the almighty 300 million pound gorilla is Google. People find websites now through search, mm -hmm. right? Yep. So if you're not playing the search game, you can have the prettiest website in the world. And you can spend all the money in the world, but it doesn't mean you're going to be found. So step one is to build a website. Mm -hmm. The bigger step after that is to make sure that you're being found. Mm. And that can come in three forms in the world of Google. Mm -hmm. One is paid advertising. You yep. pay Google to be found. Pretty simple. You say, oh, I'm a dentist in Baton Rouge. I'm going to pay Google to be found when someone types in dentist of Baton Rouge. Mm -hmm. That's one way and more immediate. It's like taking steroids. Like mm -hmm. you can get some immediate results, but you're going to pay for it. Mm -hmm. um, the second way is through organic search, meaning you create content. When people search for you know, certain questions or issues that relate to your sector, you want to be found for those. You want to be with the one providing the answer. That's where content creation has become the, uh, the king of all in marketing. That's why content is king. It's because the more you answer questions, the more you're going to be found online. Because if they're asking you, meaning all the common questions you get as a business owner, they're asking the same questions to Google. Mm -hmm. Same thing in medical. They ask their doctor, why is their knee hurting? I guarantee you before they sat in that doctor's office, they ask the almighty Google, why is my knee hurting? Mm -hmm. That's the second way. And the third way is sort of the, what I like to call the yellow pages of today, which is called local search. It's name, address, phone number. It's what uh, we call the three pack of marketing, where you search for a pizza place near me. Mm -hmm. And depending on your proximity of the search, you're going to have three results that pop up that serve pizza near you. And when you say local listings, you're talking about the Google business pages, right? Exactly. Okay. So that's the that's the number one place I would start would be Google My Business. Mm -hmm. So, you know, sort of three ways that, and, and I bring that up because people don't really know that, they don't make the correlation that web design and website 
search are two separate things. And it has search has nothing to do with the beauty of your website. So while it's important to have a beautifully designed website for user experience, you've got to actually get people there. Sure. And the way to get people there is through Google. Now, I, I think it's fair to couch this conversation in in every case is a little bit different. Yep. And I know people who um, they need a website for a direct marketing tool. Their, their customer is very specific. And in many cases, they are inviting people there directly as a part of means that 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 is the fringe exception that the lion's share of people are selling widgets. They're yep. selling products. They're selling services. services to a specific geographic area. Yep. And so you're saying start with Google business. Absolutely. The number one, if someone came up to me and said, I just got a website, I'm about to launch. What's the first thing I should do? First thing you should do is start is go on Google mm -hmm. and start your Google My Business page. Gotcha. What the hell is going on with Google My Business? It is. It feels to me we're in what? What is the date right now? We're in October two thousand and nineteen. Nineteen. Yep. <laughs> Years don't matter yep. anymore. I'm. I'm scared, <laughs> Stuart. You're scaring me. <laughs> um. So. So it feels like because Google just did away with Google Plus, which is yep. their social yep. Facebook um, competitor, yep. and it feels like they're taking Google Business and turning it into a social platform. Are they doing so, that? Sort of. What uh, you have to keep in mind: what's Google's number one um, core fundamental goal? Can I? Can I? Can I guess? Yes. Uh, connecting searches with results, appropriate results. User happiness, sure. which is a user happiness is a byproduct of what you just said. Getting the results that people want, because if you don't get the results people want, they're going to bounce off and go somewhere else. Sure. So Google has invested over the last, I would say, year um, about six times as much as they have over the last 10 years into Google My Business. And the reason they're doing that is they're, they're or trying to make, um, the, the, the term is called go, use Google as my homepage. Mm -hmm. And what that means is you almost don't, and I'm going to emphasize the word almost because I'm not a believer in not having a website. You almost don't need a website because Google, what Google is trying to do is give you the answer before you even need to click on anything else. Mm -hmm. So if you think about things like what's the score of the LSU game or, um, you know, who signed the Declaration of Independence? Mm -hmm. um, now, you know, two years ago, you couldn't get that answer without clicking. So I've seen this too. Now, I've seen two other things. First, does that count? Does that exposure on the Google search results page count as a hit for me? No. That sucks. Yes. It's almost like it's almost like they're... You're feeding the beast. Yeah, feeding the beast and not getting the return for it. Okay, so, yes. so I've noticed, speaking about how it makes sense that that's where they're headed, is they want your Google business page to be your homepage. That they're, they're, they're also listing, you know, get a free website. We'll use the content from your Google yes. business index to create yes. your website. Yes. And Their sites suck, by the way. Oh, yeah, they do. <laughs> I mean, no, no doubt. <laughs> but that makes sense as to, as to what they're doing. So, so anyway. let me take a step back, though. Yeah. Um, while you don't get credit for it, in a, in a weird kind of roundabout way, you do in the sense that do you want that real estate or do you want to give it up for someone else? You're right. You want that real estate because if nothing else, you're planting a seed in the mind of the searcher saying, ah, 
Stuart just gave me that answer. I may check more out about Stuart. So the stats show that they call those um, rich snippets um, mm -hmm. where you take up more real estate, where it gives you the answer. So part of that semantic markup nonsense. Yes. Yeah. So you have a higher, the click-through rate is a larger percent with those rich snippets. So it does, it's sort of counterintuitive because you think people are going to get the answer and bounce off and go away. But studies show that people are actually clicking through to get more. And speaking about those rich, uh, rich snippets, that that um, your Google Business page translates to that um, yes. on the right hand side that yes. index card exactly when you show up. So yeah, yeah, I I would I would concur that is the most important place to start when you're online. Yes, you said the second was um, was the content marketing. Um, yes, the creating content that answers questions that your target audience would have. Yep, I had interesting experience the other day so I've been uh, doing a lot of public speaking stuff and it, it's something that I think I would enjoy doing not as a career but certainly as a, a large part of my 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 weekly activities and uh, so I've been looking around and I went on this speaking platform website the thing maybe I'll just list my name here you know see what yeah. happens and there was this one dude in, in my uh, field of expertise and uh, what the cool thing about his bio was um, was uh, I've been writing about this subject for 15 years, Google this term yes. or this term yes. to read all my stuff. And yeah. so I Google those terms and he shows up. And at that, why, I mean, this is like three months ago. Yeah. I remembered because it was, it was unique. It caused me to think or ask myself a question yep. and then take an action. It's, I still remember this dude, yep. right? Um, that's, that's, in it, it demonstrates how, uh, significant that kind of content creation can become it's a little bit of a roundabout sort of way but it was significant i'd never seen anyone do that before yep. and it was a very effective way for me to remember him absolutely and it's sort of weird how the world has has grown to the point of if you're ranked on google for a certain term then you must be the authoritative source you think when, it's gotten that far um Yes. <laughs> yeah. I really do because the world has become so dependent upon uh, Google searches. And if you want to know anything, I mean, my 12 year old son, if he has a question, I mean, innately he's going to Google and asking that question. Um, or Siri. Yes. That's another. <laughs> Just or I mean, Alexa. <laughs> you know, voice search is becoming more and more predominant is it my imagination or, or is there like are they all got female names do they all have female names uh yeah Siri, that's a thing? uh i don't know what microsoft was thinking with the cortana i just what, what yeah you know? that's odd siri um alexa yeah they're all female yeah that's strange is it is it because females are just more authoritative is that it well they're definitely smarter uh, yes. by and large in yeah but um maybe we just like talking to mom more than that nah. if they can make that sound yeah. more like mom. Yep. okay so 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 content creation um huge, yeah I, huge. I just gave a crazy crazy example of how it, it it really made a difference in that interaction with that person for me but above and beyond that how does google interpret a person that's churning out a bunch of content and what is um, what what is effective content when it comes to sure um, that sort of result? Sure. So content creation has become um, almost you know table stakes or or uh, given in in the sense of that you know so many people are doing it now. But um, if you take an example of two competitors, one has a website that's 
rarely updated and doesn't have any content on it uh, or is not refreshed or updated. Mm -hmm. um, sort of like a stagnant pond of water, right? Mm. Then you've got this other website that's constantly being updated with blogs, new material. It's active. It's active. It's like a free-flowing stream okay. that's connecting to rivers and oceans and there's activity taking place. Um, Google is going to look at that website as more authoritative, has fresher content, more people are interacting, mm -hmm. more people are, are visiting. Every new page, every new blog, every new video is another indexed page on Google, which is another signal back to Google saying, we're alive, we're kicking, mm. as opposed to the stagnant pond over here that just has the, you know, everyday information, hasn't been updated, is not vibrant, is not alive and kicking. Um, chances are, with all of the signals that I just explained for the, uh, the river analogy, mm. um, they're going to likely rank higher um, than the stagnant pond. Okay, <clears throat> that makes sense. Um, how to write that sort of content or what content produces sure. a subject for another day. But um, briefly, let's have a look. We are we are over time already. So um, I do want to circle back to your original. You started out with three. Um, those were um, paid. The, the paid, um, the, the organic, organic <clears throat> and um, local. Yeah, and your Google business page. Um, so we've we've discussed in a bit more de in depth the last two, but let's let's just circle back around to the original. So the the paid advertising. Sure. Can you give us a the cliff notes on how that works? Sure. Where... Cliff note version is uh, you know start a Google Ads account. Um, pretty easy. Just mm -hmm. Google Google Ads. Start an account. Anyone can start one. And um, let's just say going back to our original um, concept, uh, you spent a, a significant amount of money on your website, and now You've launched it, and you have no visitors. Mm -hmm. The quickest, easiest way to get visitors would be to um, look at your industry and sector, um, see what is the most um, frequently searched keywords in your um, arena. How would you do that? Uh, you could, when you start a Google Ads account, you mm -hmm. can just press in. They have a tool in that. Yeah, there's okay. a keyword tool. You just put in Dentist Baton Rouge. Gotcha. And it will... Um, show uh, various uh, multiple variations of uh, who's you know how many searches are in the local market take the ones that are relevant to you and you don't have to do that much you can do that's the beauty of google adwords you can do 50 or 100 dollars a month mm -hmm. if you want but just focus in on the top two or three that are important to you and you're going to start to get visitors based off of those uh, keywords. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to do it for a long period of time. I like to tell clients, uh, do it for six months. Uh, if it's working, keep doing it. Um, that six months will give you time to build content, whether it's written content, video, um, uh, audio, mm -hmm. um, anything can be uh, infographics. Uh, build that content, that base. And by the time you get to that six-month period, you should be ranking on okay. Google, which then should answer the question of why am I not generating any leads? The, the more traffic you get to the website, the more leads by nature you're going to get. 
sure. And this whole conversation has been circling around the uh, the, the gorilla in the room, which is Google. Um, and that's a very good place to start. There are a bunch of other ways you can get this job done as well, which I'm sure we'll talk about in future episodes. But for now, let us get on with our day. Shall that was we, fun. Uh, should we get back to work? Nah, let's do some more. Yeah, let's just do <laughs> Right, it's been fun. Thanks, man. All right, Stuart, thanks. It. Thanks for listening to Think Jargon. If you like this episode, share it with a friend or post a review at iTunes. Your reviews help new listeners find our show. Have a sales question or a marketing problem that you'd like us to cover on a future episode? Contact the show at thinkjargon.com. Until next time, make sure you make the world a better place and cut through the jargon.